Uh, good morning, everybody. Happy to have you along with us. Maybe you're walking out the door to take the kids to childcare. Let's talk childcare. Are you happy with how $10 a day childcare is going so far? Not everyone uh, may have it, uh, of course. Uh, this week, Bill C-35, otherwise known as the Canada Early Years and Child Care Act, is expected to pass third reading in the Senate. As this happens, uh, there are some in the industry who are uh, speaking out, highlighting some issues that uh, have materialized. The passage of the bill will ensure funding for child care beyond 2026. That is when agreements between the federal government and provinces expire. However, what about improvements? What about service improvements? To talk about this, we're joined by Andrea Hannon, Executive Director of the Association of Daycare Operators of Ontario. Uh, Andrea, appreciate the time today. Thanks for having me on. So how would you rate uh, the $10 a day child care program so far? Um, probably a D minus. It really hasn't lived up to people's expectations because so few families can access it. Uh, here in Ontario, there are licensed spaces for fewer than a third of children under five, and in some provinces, the number is much lower than that. So, uh, to just to build off of that, what what hasn't worked uh, with that to to allow it to be uh, you know as widespread as maybe people were thinking was going to be when we were bringing this in initially? Uh, well, the reality is is there aren't enough qualified staff in the country to keep all child care centers running at full capacity, let alone staff any new spaces. And that's not a new problem. That problem predates the pandemic. That's why so far um, six of the ten provinces have had to renegotiate their funding agreements with the federal government. There just aren't the staff available to staff all the spaces. So what would passage of uh, Bill C-35 mean here? Well, what it means is that it commits taxpayers to funding the program in perpetuity, but there's nothing in the bill that addresses the shortcomings we've seen so far. It doesn't even require detailed reporting on how the nearly $10 billion per year in ongoing costs will be spent. So once the current agreements expire, um, it's close to $10 billion estimated that it's going to cost to run this program. And the bill suggests, you know, so that that's an issue right there. We're not solving the problems, yet we're going to spend $10 billion more per year on the program. The bill also suggests that any expansion of spaces will primarily be in the public sector. So if you think about that for a minute, child care is pretty much the only industry in the country where women have always been fairly represented as business owners and managers, yet Bill C-35 targets them for replacement with a government-run system, and it does that at taxpayers' expense. What would you like to see happen? Um, Well, I guess the first thing is I think we should have a national conversation about family life in Canada and what that looks like moving forward. Because the issue with this, one of the issues with this program is that I don't believe the intention here was so much just to help cover the costs of regulated care, but rather to transform the economy to one where both parents have to work full-time pay higher taxes, and accept a greatly expanded role of government in their day-to-day lives. So, you know, having a national conversation about what family life looks like is really important. 
I also think it's important to respect the provincial jurisdiction uh, over education and treat childcare funding much more like the transfer payments we see in other policy areas. So there should be less strings attached. Provinces need more flexibility than these current agreements provide. We also need to work in partnership with the childcare entrepreneurs that built Canada's existing network of licensed centres and spaces, rather than seeking to vilify them or replace them. Was too much, uh, you know, attention put on the ten dollars a day aspect, and not, not much uh, to to not much else. It almost feels as though we, the, the government, looked at that and tried to make that happen, and didn't really focus on any other aspect. Yeah, I think that's right, actually, Devin. Um, you know, the program was really well marketed by the federal government. I don't think there's anybody who hasn't heard of the $10 a day child care program. But, you know, the reality was we didn't have the staff to create that. There, was, there simply weren't enough qualified people in the country to create that kind of a program. So, you know, it was really kind of a question of putting the cart before the horse. We made this big promise, but there was no way we could have delivered that. And, you know, I guess, you know, the other, the other side of it is parental choice, right? The other side of it is parental choice. We really didn't talk much about parental choice. And, you know, not every, as, as much as it pains me to say, not everybody wants to use licensed childcare, right? Not everybody wants to do that. People have other arrangements, and they should have a right to do that. And this program makes it really hard because, you know, the financial incentive is really to enroll your children full-time in a government-run program. Well, that's only one very narrow option. We could have done things a lot differently, but doing them differently would have meant much more complex messaging, not just $10 a day. So, you know, I'm, I don't hear a lot of... When, when you emailed me about this, I thought it was really interesting, wanted to talk to you about it, partially because I don't hear a lot of people talking about this and, uh, you know raising some of these issues in terms of what's at play here and what could be happening. So what could happen, I know it's hard sometimes to put, you know, the, the crystal ball, uh, look into that crystal ball, but what could happen if some of these issues aren't addressed, in particular having enough ECEs uh, to do the job? Well, I think, you know, really all we have to do is look to Quebec uh, you know, the Quebec model has been in place for 25 years or so. Uh, there's a lot of very smart, talented people who've tried to make that model work. And the $10 a day program is really based on the Quebec model of child care. And, you know, I mean, 25 years in, they still have waiting lists that are years long. Like lots of families have children who age out of the system before they qualify for a subsidized child care space. There's still a shortage of spaces, and they're still suffering with the staffing issues. So, you know, I think most of this, if we're basing it on the Quebec model, 25 years of history, they still haven't solved these problems. What would make us think that we could solve these problems on a much larger scale? It's a good point. Uh, we will uh, follow with interest. Andrea, as always, I appreciate the time. Oh, you're very welcome, and thank you so much for paying attention to this issue. It's really important, and I don't really think people fully appreciate the direction this thing is going at this point. No, it doesn't seem like it's going in the uh, right direction at all. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, Andrew. Thank you. Okay. That's uh, Andrea Hannon, Executive Director of the Association of uh, Daycare Operators of Ontario.